Duke Energy says in the event a customer is unable to pay a past due bill, customer service specialists are available to discuss a customer's situation and provide assistance to meet the customer's specific needs. And customers who have more than 12 months of usage history at their current residence may qualify for one of the billing and payment plans that gives customers the option of levelizing monthly payments. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling one 800 Hi, this is Shane Murray, the host of Duke Energy Presents Central Indiana Today. Tonight's show, we have, well, I guess you could say we're featuring the town of Muncie. Our guests are from Muncie or, or associated with Muncie, Indiana, in one form or another. The first will be Megan Stevenson of the Erskine Green Training Institute, which of course is located in Muncie, even though she's from right here in Hendricks County. And our second guest is Allie Shore. She is the new Miss Spirit of Indiana, and uh, she'll explain a little bit more of what that means, but she's from Muncie. See how it all works out? Stay right where you are. It's going to be a great show. Duke Energy presents Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. Welcome to Central Indiana Today. Of course, my name is Shane Ray. As you know, I am the host. And today we have the wonderful Megan Stevenson. She is the director of the Erskine Green Training Institute in Muncie. And we're going to learn more about what that is. Because I know you're sitting there saying, the what? Well, we're going to find out. First, we want to know a little bit more about uh, Megan. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I am so glad that you're here. Really appreciate that. Where do you come from? So I was born and raised and still currently live in Plainfield, mm. Indiana. So local. I work up in Muncie, but I do live in Plainfield. <laughs> you travel. Oh, sorry. So you live in Plainfield. I do. You yes. travel all the way to Muncie every yes, day? Yes, I do. I get to take that road up 69 every day. <laughs> Better you than me, I always say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me. Well, uh, of course, Muncie's a nice town. Yep. And uh, tell us a little bit about the Erskine Green Training Institute. Okay, so we just wrapped up year three of operation, um, so still pretty new. We are a post-secondary vocational training program for individuals with a variety of disabilities. Um, and so we are housed within a hotel. So that's when I'm always off-site, I always kind of explain um, us as we are a school inside of a hotel. Okay. So the Arc of Indiana, is an advocacy organization for individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Um, and so they wanted to tackle the unemployment rate of individuals with disabilities, especially in the state of Indiana. And so one way the ARC went about doing that was by creating the ARC of Indiana Foundation. Um, and the foundations, the, the whole purpose is to create training and employment opportunities for individuals with disabilities. So kind of the vehicle to do that was by um, building a hotel, downtown Muncie, um, a full functioning hotel um, with a specific focus in hiring individuals with disabilities. And then kind of the second part is not only do they have the hotel that's looking to hire people with disabilities to work there, but then the training component. So Erskine Green Training Institute is inside of that hotel. And we have individuals from across the state of Indiana and outside of the state who apply to be accepted into our program. And if accepted, they come and they live at the hotel 
for 10 or 13 weeks while we train them in a particular vocation. Mm. So the, the, the whole purpose is very specific um, and intense and intentional training. So then when students leave after being there for a few months, they have a, a very um, kind of strong skill set. So when they move back to their hometowns, they are ready to put that skill set to use in employment. Wow. Yeah. You answered about 10 questions I all know, in one sorry. paragraph there. No, that's good. Uh, that's I've always like guests who are, who are thorough on that. Uh, but because sometimes it's like pulling teeth trying to get answers out of somebody. So I really appreciate that. Now, let's talk a little bit. When you say disabilities, uh, what kind of disabilities are we talking about? So our students can have any type of disabilities. Now, okay. our number one um, diagnosis in students is autism spectrum disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is intellectual disabilities. So So sometimes individuals with autism just have autism and they do not have an intellectual disability. Sometimes individuals with autism have both autism and an intellectual disability. So um, kind of the the highest kind of incidence and disability is autism and intellectual disability. But we have a a wide variety. We've had student who's deaf. We've had some students who are blind, students who utilize wheelchairs. um, So physical disabilities are also okay. Um, Traumatic brain injury, uh, mental illness. Mm. So a, a wide variety. We do not have a a requirement that states you have to have a certain type of disability, just that you have a type of disability that affects your ability to obtain or maintain employment. Now, um, let's make sure I understand this. Now, this is all going on within the hotel, right? Correct, yes. Go ahead. Yeah, so we have training programs in three different areas. So we train hotel jobs. Within our hotel, we then have a restaurant called Three Wise Men Brewing Company. Hmm. So then we train restaurant jobs. And then we are a few minutes away from IU Health, Bob Memorial Hospital. So then mm-hmm. we also train healthcare jobs. Okay. So when students apply, they are applying to learn one of those programs. So they're not going to learn all nine of the jobs that sure. we have to offer. They are there to learn one particular job. Now, where you know you say they can go back to their hometown and, yeah. and have these skills. Where do you see these hometowns being? Are they all within the country? Are they all within the state? So or? we, after three years of operation, we've had 135 students go through our program. They have come from um, Indiana, Ohio, and Illinois. And within Indiana, they've been spread across 42 counties. Mm. So um, I think there's 92 or 93 counties in the state of Indiana. So our students have come from 42 of them so far. Uh, just about three years. You're about the same age as WYRZ, as okay. a matter of fact. So that's pretty cool. Now, what, um, I guess maybe you can explain to me where the idea of all of this came from. Where did, uh, whose brainchild was this whole concept? So a parent who was involved with the Ark of Indiana's board, um, who has a child with a disability, was really looking kind of in the future and what does life for their child look like. And so in the disability field, um, there are a lot of issues that are trying to be tackled to better affect the lives of the individuals we're advocating for um, a few big topics is one employment. So the employment, the unemployment rate for individuals with disabilities typically hovers around 80%. So that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another big topic right now, especially in high schools, is the students with disabilities receiving a diploma when they graduate high school. So um, unfortunately, we have a lot of students with disabilities exiting high school without a diploma. So mm-hmm. they exit with a certificate of completion. And with that certificate, Certificate, you cannot get into any post-secondary training. Mm-hmm. So, if a, this this parent 
they're looking at their child and they're like, okay, we know he has a disability. So employment, there are going to be some barriers to employment, but then also we don't know if he's going to get a diploma or certificate. And if he gets that certificate, he doesn't get to have a post-secondary experience like everybody else does. Mm. And so these thoughts that were coming from this parent, um, they were taken to the Ark of Indiana and um, the Ark of Indiana had the ability to kind of make this, this idea come in, come into a reality. Um, when folks, uh, and uh, fortunately, and good for us, is sometimes we will hear someone come to us or call us and say, hey, that person you had on the show was talking about this, whatever the, the subject is. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, how do I get involved in that? So uh, let's go ahead and knock that one out of the park. Someone has, someone listening right now has a child with autism or some kind of disability, mm-hmm. but they want them to get involved in this. First off, how do they do that? So first, I would recommend that they call or email us. And so a good phone number is 765-381-8067. Mm-hmm. Um, and an, a good email would be info at... EGTI.org. Okay. Now, what if someone, uh, and maybe that the same rules apply or the same procedure applies, someone uh, wants to get involved as either a volunteer or maybe make a donation or something like, because it is a nonprofit, right? Yep, yep, you're right, yeah. So there are ways that you can do that on our website. We do have a donate button on our website, but you can also call or email, and then we can get you in contact with a personnel who kind of oversees donations. Okay. Yeah. What about um, events? Do you have any big events? We have one big event a year, and we just had that, Cruising mm. for Dreams. Um, that happened in January, uh-huh. so that's a yearly event. Mm. Um, I think next, for 2019, we'll be doing it in February. Oh. So we just missed that one. <laughs> okay. And what do we do with that? I mean, at this event? So Cruising for Dreams is held up at Muncie in the um, Horizon Convention Center, which is attached to our hotel. And um, we have former students come and speak. There's always a program, um, you know, silent auction, stuff like that. Um, casino tables, games mm-hmm. like that to play. Okay. Sounds pretty cool. Now, folks want to see more do is there a website uh, yeah. or Facebook page or anything like that yeah we're very active on Facebook um, and we're on Twitter and Instagram so Erskine Green Training Institute you can find us there um, our website is egti.org um, we are offering month we do monthly general tours we're always out at high schools do um, at transition fairs parent nights hmm. um, so we're we're kind of out pretty frequently across the state so we should be pretty easy to, to kind of get a hold of or get in contact with. Sure. All right. Now, is there anything else uh, that I left out? Not that I can think of. All right. Once again, why don't you give them that phone number? So you can reach us at 765-381-8071. Okay. Sounds good. And of course, if you missed that information, you can give us a call here at the radio station. And if I don't know the answer... I'll get you in touch with Megan, and she'll help you out ASAP, right? Right. (laughs) All right. Thanks for being our guest today. Thank you. My guest on Central Indiana today is Allie Shore. Yes, that's right. I said it right. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) That's an inside joke for all you folks listening at home. Uh, Allie, how are you today? 
I am doing great. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am. Uh, don't even ask. I you know, know. I, I I'm, do. I'm a train wreck right across from you here for the folks at home. And of course, if you've been listening, you know, and if you've been listening to me uh, the past couple of weeks, you know, I'm getting over a cold or I'm over a cold. It's just got, a, I've got a few things. They're just hanging right. on for dear life and uh, sinus condition and a little bit of cough. But anyway, we're going to get through this just fine. Um, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> now to describe you to the folks at home, of course, they can't see you, but uh, you've got a crown on your head. You're I one do. of maybe two people in that's ever been in this room with a crown on their head. Ooh, okay. And uh, you've got a sash. Tell I us do. what your sash says. It says Miss Spirit of Indiana. Miss, it, yeah. Yeah, Miss Spirit of Indiana. Now explain what that is. This is a title and I had to compete for it. It's a preliminary competition um, for the Miss America organization. So we have to win a small competition to go on to Miss Indiana which would be held in June in Zionsville. Okay, now well, let's go back a little and learn a little bit about sure. you. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Muncie, Indiana, of course, home of Ball mm-hmm. State University. Um, it was really fun growing up there. It was a small town to me, but I also went to Yorktown High School, graduated in 2016, and I've been living there ever since. You really like it there, huh? I do, I do, yeah. And I'm a college student, so I plan on going to Ivy Tech Community College in Let's see, the fall, I'll be business administration, and I'm currently a real estate student. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, what makes you interested in real estate? Well, my mom was a real estate agent, and I just really like helping people make the biggest financial decision of their life, in my opinion. I feel like that's very important. Sure. And I would love to be there to, you know, consult them and uh, make sure that they love everything about the home that they're buying. Yeah, and that's the that's the great uh, attitude to go into when oh, you're doing sure. something like that. I mean, there's so many people who say, oh, well, there's great money in it or something like yeah. that. It's like, I can, I'm older than you. I'll say that, and I can tell you, <laughs> really? don't, don't you go should. into any job just for the money. Right. Because uh, you will wake up every day miserable, and what good is money when you're miserable? Exactly. you got to love what you do and uh, doing it for the right reasons. Speaking of which, the right reasons and why you're doing something, tell us why you wanted to be Miss uh, Spirit Indiana. Right. Well, I wanted a platform to be able to raise awareness about something I'm passionate about. But also, this is a great opportunity to get a scholarship for me to go back to college. But mainly, my platform is Alzheimer's Association. And I want to help those who cannot help themselves. And I want to speak for those who cannot speak themselves. And I have a personal family member who is impacted by this disease. And I want to make sure that I fight for them and that we can find the first survivor. So that's why I got involved in this organization to enhance my ability to be able to protect those who are affected by this disease and make sure I do the most I can for them. Now, you've probably gone back and you've looked at other uh, people who've held, ladies who've held this position yes. and seen uh, what they do with their platform. Yeah. Uh, were you able to learn from that? Is that one of the things that made you say, man, this is going to really be what uh, helps my cause? Yes. Um, the current, or I'm sorry, not the current, because I'm the current, <laughs> <laughs> the former Miss Spirit of Indiana, her name was Paige Harder, and she um, had a different platform than mine. Hers was about getting active, and the way that she promoted her platform was, was with such great and um, that really inspired me to do the same. So yeah. that's what I'll try to do. You know, and that's, that's, I'm impressed to hear you put it that way. She handled it with grace, did it with grace. There's so many people who could out, go out there and uh, try to force feed people, right, if you will, a, a cause. And uh, you think you're going to maybe go in that same direction? Yeah, I'm definitely going to handle every situation I can with grace. And mm. 
gently go into the situation yeah. because it's such a personal topic to yeah. talk about. And when you ha- come across a situation where you're helping somebody who's a caregiver or somebody who's re- affected by this disease, you want to make sure that you're kind and you're soft and mm-hmm. you approach them with such grace and uh, such intelligence so they can feel comfortable. Yeah. Now, let's talk about some of the stuff you've done as far as raising money. I read uh, in your bio, you were part of a women's uh, women's football team. Yeah, don't mess with me. I'm tough. I'm, I'm glad I'm on this side <laughs> of the microphone and not on that side. So tell us a little bit a bit about yeah, that. Sure. So it's called um, The Rivals, and it's a part of the Alzheimer's Association, Greater Chapter of Indiana. And what we do is we reach out to younger audiences about the importance of getting involved and advocating for this disease. And so once a year, we put together this big game that's broadcasted. I mean, I'm pretty sure news channels have mm-hmm. um, interviewed us before and we it's blondes versus brunettes. Now, you don't have to ah. have blonde <laughs> or brunette hair to participate, but we battle each other during a game and come together to raise awareness for the cause and we raise money for it throughout the year too, doing fundraisers and everything like that. So it's really fun to be a part of. And if you're young and you're active and you want to support this cause too, I highly encourage them to get involved. I read somewhere you you've raised almost uh, $44,000 yes. so far just with the football team, yeah, right? Yeah. One year that was last year. And, and our goal I believe is 50,000 this year. Wow. So yeah. And every personal, um, player's goal they want to reach they want to at least reach a five hundred dollar uh fundraising goal as well so hopefully we'll get there and if we try hard we can i'm sure you will with that kind of determination now tell us about speaking at uh, the indiana state house yes that was amazing um so i wanted to obviously advocate for alzheimer's and they had a state advocacy day at the state house Um, i got in touch with some people at the alzheimer's association and they told me that i could have the opportunity to tell my story and testimony about being a caregiver and why I'm so passionate about the cause to the people at the state house and all the people who were there to advocate for it. So I gave my speech and, um, it was, it went extremely well. Yeah. And, um, I was blessed and, and honored to get a standing ovation after that. And so many people came up to me and told me how they could relate to it. And the reason that I believe I made such a difference is because I was so young. Mm-hmm. I'm 21 years old and to be going through something like this is quite hard, but to see it in a different perspective is really enlightening and educational, especially to our state legislators who, um, need, more, you know, evidence or they need more, um, reasonings of why certain bills should be passed because mm. it's becoming an epidemic we need to address. Yeah. I, I got to see part of at least part of the yeah. the speech that you gave. And I'll tell you what, uh, impressed me was the fact that you weren't up there with a paper in front of your face and reading word for word. Exactly. You could tell it uh, was coming from a different place inside you. I mean, may have been prepared, but at the same time, uh, you weren't going to let it come across that way because it was personal to you, I yeah. assume. It was very personal to me. And, you know, when you're passionate about something Mm -hmm. and it's personal, it's easy to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You uh, because of that, though, uh, you didn't look like you had any stage fright. No, I love I love (laughs) to talk, as you can tell. Um, I love to give speeches public speak um, speeches mm-hmm. and um, I've been in theater all my life actually oh. so I've always been used to being on the stage um, so I've been in theater since I was seven so that doesn't really intimidate me 
but like I said, if you're the more passionate you are about something, the more it's easier to talk about. Yeah. And because you're passionate all about this, you have your a website. I do. So I created a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. and it's called Remember to Give Back. And what we do is generate gift donations during the holidays and from the community. Mm-hmm. And we pass them out to local nursing homes, um, people who have this disease or that are in hospitals or in home care. And we give them these presents and um, we make sure that they're remembered and that they feel loved and that their life is still worth fighting for, even though they can't remember yeah. why they're living. So that has been something that has been immensely impactful to me. And recently for Valentine's Day, I went to Westdale Community School in Yorktown Elementary, and I talked to the children about the importance of respecting their elders mm-hmm. and being involved in their community. And they helped made Valentine's Day cards this Valentine's Day, and I passed it out to a local nursing home. And one particular resident, when I gave it to, you know, the mm-hmm. person is suffering with Alzheimer's, um, this person kept looking at it, and they looked up back at me, and they said, is it Valentine's Day? I said, yes, it is. And she said, well, why didn't you tell me? And I said, I wanted you to figure it out for yourself. And that is exactly why I created the nonprofit, because Mm. I want them to remember that they're still involved and that they're still loved. You know, something else that I saw on there prominently, one of the Mm -hmm. first things I saw when I brought up your website was uh, a a verse from the book of Acts. Yes. Yeah. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Yeah. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And you're not, and, now, and I'm kind of getting a little off uh, no, off subject here, you're but, uh, you know, there are some people who would shy away from putting something uh, like a Bible verse right. right up there prominently like that. Didn't bother you? You weren't afraid of that? No, I'm not afraid of my faith. I will um, stand up and, and help encourage anybody and give them as much as encouragement as I can. And I believe, if you're a believer or not, that verse can speak to you because it truly is more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. Because when you help people and you have that little self-satisfaction, it's because you're doing something so kind and you're not asking for anything in return. Right. Um, uh, when you're doing all, I mean, as far as your duties go mm-hmm. uh, and what you, and, and being at these places, like for instance, the school yeah. or right here, coming all the way from Muncie, uh, are you, of course, you're here alone today, yes. and, but are you always just traveling by yourself? You're always running around. Is there someone who helps you uh, organize all of this right. stuff, your dates, uh, right. interviews? Well, I have two amazing directors, um, and their names are Paige and Chloe. So they help me with the communication side of it, like getting all my paperwork together and helping me with my indecisiveness because believe it or not, I hate shopping. <laughs> and so I always ask for their opinion when it comes to being fashionable and everything like that. But um, as far as, you know, when you have a title and you have a platform, it's what you make of it. Mm-hmm. So the more dedication you have, the more effort you put into it, the more you can get out of it. Yeah. And that is like something they explained to me when I won the title. And that was accepting. That's something I wanted to do. So I hit the ground running and I do it by myself. But they're always behind me, supporting me 100% all the way. Well, that's good. I'm glad yeah. to hear you say that. It would be so easy because they're in the background for you to say, nope, it's all me. Yeah. I'm doing all of this. Right. Vote for me. Whatever, you know, right. <laughs> uh, something like that. So uh, one of the things I assume that uh, they helped with is, uh, of course, it, on this broadcast, it will have been happened the night before, but on March 5th, yes, you got something going on with the Pacers? I do. So I will be at um, 
a game mm-hmm. for the Pacers. <laughs> and what we're going to do is, um, I believe some of the proceeds of the ticket sales will be donated to the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Chapter of Indiana. And it's just there to get the advocacy out there and to support the cause. And I love basketball anyway, so mm-hmm. it was a great way to be involved. And I'm super excited about that. Cool. We'll be doing a pregame video, so oh. I'm really excited. Excellent. Now, um, one of the things as um, a Miss America competitor you're responsible for would be raising uh, awareness and funds for Children's Miracle Network. What do you know about the Americans, uh, or the, rather the Children's Miracle Network? Right. So um, the Children's Miracle Network is kind of like the social initiative for the Miss America organization. Mm-hmm. And as a Miss America candidate or, you know, somebody who's a local title holder, we are responsible for raising tens of thousands of community service hours annually. And we have actually raised um, $16 million for the Children's Miracle Network um, thus far. So what we do is we raise funds and awareness to 170 children's hospitals in North America. And one particular hospital is actually Riley Children's Hospital mm-hmm. here in Indiana. Sure. And that's something during Miss Indiana week, which is the week when we compete in June. And we'll actually go there and uh, meet all the children and see all of the hard work that we have raised money for get implemented and put in place you plan on dancing i plan on dancing i love to dance yeah i'm involved in dance marathons Mm -hmm. um riley dance marathons so what that is is college students and high school students put on a marathon where Mm -hmm. you dance and you do other activities and riley children from the hospital come in and they speak their about their riley story and um it's just a great day to get involved and to raise funds. And I believe Ball State did amazing this year. They raised um, around $615,000 for the Riley Children's Hospital. And I was so happy to be a part of that and speak about my own Riley story. So mm. it was really interesting. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Now, if folks want more information about uh, what you're doing yeah. or they have questions for you yes. or um, uh, where you're going to be, whatever the case may be, what is there a Facebook page a web, besides your website, of course? What, what can they do? Well, they can tweet me. They can add me on Instagram and I am on Facebook. It's um, Miss Spirit of Indiana. And my name is Allie Shore. I have a quite difficult last name, but I'm sure if you just Google Miss Spirit (laughs) of Indiana, I'll pop right up and ask me anything because I'm an open book, obviously. And I'd love to talk to them. All right. All right. Allie, uh, you've just been a breath of fresh air. I certainly do appreciate you coming by and uh, talking with us on Central Indiana Today. Yeah, well, I'm so thankful for this opportunity, and this was a blast, and thank you for having me. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray. This program has been sponsored by Duke Energy. Duke Energy says the best way to avoid billing surprises is to track your use. Duke Energy customers who have a smart meter can sign up for a usage alert. Similar to data alerts you get from your cell phone company, a budget can be set for the amount of your monthly energy bill and receive notices when you're approaching your limit. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232.